Reese Walsh. What can he do? He finds Corey Oates. Oates puts a kick in. Ezra Mann's got it. Absolutely brilliant from the Broncos. Now Herbie Farmer has blitzed him. He's got support. Reese Walsh will seal it for Brisbane. Welcome back to the Broncos podcast. Sam Friday here again. What a fantastic week. Round two was producer Shad. Yes. Thank you very much for joining me. Always a pleasure, never a chore, Sammy. Now, you were away. You missed round two. You weren't there to watch it live. No, I wasn't, but uh, a great one via the Bronx. Reese Walsh. Wow. Hello. Welcome to Brisbane. Wow. Yeah. What a statement. Uh, I think it was absolutely fantastic the way uh, Kevy handled it in the press conference after the match. Yeah, he was he was really good, wasn't he? Um, well, that's his first game for the Broncos, so if that's... His first game, you know, it's good news for, for everyone that's involved because without putting too much pressure on him, you know, he just did his job. That's, you know, that's what the good players do. Uh, showed some really good touches of class. And I thought defensively he sort of held us together well with his way he organised the team. So, no, it's a good start for him. And I couldn't agree with him more. Reese Walsh was out there doing his job for the team and that's all we want at the moment. Uh, 17 guys going out there. Oh, 18, in case there's an injury, uh, going out there and uh, doing their job for the team. Talking about injuries, we do have to mention it's, a, a, a fan favourite on the podcast as well. I know he's one of your good mates. Uh, I'd like to think of him as one of mine. Uh, Corey Oates will be missing six to eight weeks with that displaced fracture to the jaw. Yes. That's a brutal injury. It was a nasty one. I did see the x-ray. Um, I love seeing those things. Do you? You're yeah. A bit of like you love seeing some of those injuries. There's a small part of me. Like I would like to go in and watch um, some surgeries and stuff, oh, though, to be honest. Yuck, dude. Yeah. So any of the Broncos doctors, if you're... <laughs> You need like a, I don't know, what can I do? I can hold a scalpel or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just stand there with your hands up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's a, a tough loss for us, uh, missing Corey Oates. But it also means that we won't have the three Corys for a while. I know. Which we know is an unbeatable uh, trio. Which was absolutely brilliant to see... Uh, uh, Corey Pakes uh, extend his uh, his stay at the Broncos. Another guy who's extended his stay at the Broncos as well, Patrick Carrigan, which yes. is brilliant. This is Some a huge one. News. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this for Patty Carrigan. Uh, we know that a bunch of clubs were trying to come and pinch him from us. Yes. We know that that was the case. But uh, Paddy, he's a Brisbane, Brisbane boy. We are Brisbane at the Broncos. And uh, he is extended until 2028. Well, we are Brisbane, and he is very Brisbane. Born and bred, apparently. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. Um but we'll figure that out later on. But how good's that? Uh, future captain, in my eyes, to be honest, the way he carries himself on and off the field. What a great uh, person he is to have in, in and around our club. Yeah, it is a, it is a very important signing uh, for the Broncos. Really locks in the future as well. Let's talk a little bit about future. I know we mentioned him up the top, but Reese Walsh had a tremendous game uh, for the Broncos. Depth at the moment already being tested, obviously, with Oatsy having to come out. Yep. A player that you and I said in the first episode we're really excited to see some more of. It's unfortunate circumstances how he's made his way back into the side. But Jesse Arthurs. I know, that's the hardest thing. It is. It's rugby league. Mm. He does get his chance and opportunity. And both you and I spoke about how brilliant he was throughout the trial matches. One of our standout outside backs in those trial matches. And he gets his chance at opportunity on the weekend. He got out there and did a fantastic job. Got a try assist to his name. Uh, and really, really covered that position well. And he'll slot into that uh, wing role 
uh, brilliantly for the Broncos, and I hope he has the same try-scoring ability as our mate Gary. Yes. God, I'm going to miss Gary. I wonder, though, with a, with a jaw injury, Yeah. because he won't be able to talk for a bit. He was supposed to be our guest uh, this week, mm-hmm. but unfortunately the podcast curse strikes again. Don't say that. <laughs> what do we need to do? Anyone out there, please yeah. let us know. Smoking ceremony, some, something. Yeah, what Let's get it? some sage out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, instead we'll have Corey Pakes on the podcast in just a moment, which I'm very excited about your chat with Corey Pakes. I think he's... I think he's going to be a tremendous asset coming off the bench at the moment for the side. Uh, you know, we know that the hooker position has been a little bit of a mm-hmm. topsy-turvy spot for the Broncos over the years. I feel like we've got a good balance now with him and Walters. Yeah. Um, but I want to touch on this. Um, we did launch a new jersey. Yes. And I love it. It looks awesome. It love the, the colours. City jersey. We are Brisbane. Already record sales for this new jersey. Uh, and I like if you, you've gotten to wear one and, and uh, check one out recently. It's got the Story Bridge in there. The boys like it. <laughs> they got the bobbleheads. The bobbleheads love it. The bobbleheads love it. Uh, the colours inspiration, of course, uh, from the stunning sunsets we see here in Brisbane. Uh, some of the features on it, if you haven't seen it, is a roadmap of the Brizzy landmarks leaving from the Story Bridge, the Brizzy River, the Skyline, and of course. All the way up to Suncorp Stadium, which if you have a look on the Broncos socials, yeah. you can see Payne trying to figure out where Suncorp is on the map. Yeah. <laughs> if we're going on a trip um, and, and we don't have Navman or whatever it is in the car that's directing us, I don't want Payne in the passenger seat with the map. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, you can get your jersey uh, now. And you, you know what? Treat the guys down at Broncos HQ. I did. Uh, they, there is a few still left at the Broncos team store on Fulcher Road. Go down there. Uh, they will look after you. It's fantastic. But the best part about it too while you're in there check out a hat yeah. uh there's all this other merch in there as well but make sure you do pick up one of the city jerseys because i, I think they're going to go really quick they, and they should because they're going to be worn by the lads in round four which of course will be the big battle against yes. the dolphins at suncorp stadium so we want people donning the city jersey showing the dolphins we are brisbane and you're coming into our city uh, so make sure you get your hands on those while they're selling. Uh, before we get into our chat as well with uh, with Paxi, I do want to mention the uh, 93 and 98 teams. Yes. We'll be celebrating. We are taking on the Dragons this weekend. So there'll be a celebration on Friday at uh, Town Hall, that celebration lunch for the 30 years and 25 years, respectively, of those uh, premiership wins. You can celebrate as well at the Dragons game. There's yes. tickets still available at Suncorp Stadium. Let's pack this bad boy out. Let's it pack is one it of the teams that... Got dominated by the Broncos. Well, I'm just saying we we dominated them in, in in the past, but the last time we beat the Dragons was a a little while back. And if you remember back to the last game yeah. last year, they broke our hearts. We were just clawing on to maybe a glimmer of finals hope, mm. and the Dragons took that away from us. So. You know what? I remember. Hopefully the boys remember and they get out there and they pants the Dragons in this game. Make sure you're there. It's never too late to become a member too. Remember that. And we'll get your thoughts on what will happen in that game after our guest here, Sammy. You got to catch up with Corey Pakes. What did you guys chat about? Uh, a few different things, actually. I heard on a, uh, a chat recently Andrew Johns talking about Danny Badiris at the Newcastle Knights and how he transitioned from halfback into number nine and how that helped him. I asked him about that and many more things. Corey Pakes, mate. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Sammy. Thanks for having me on again. Good to have you back, mate. Now, uh, first of all, I just want to say congratulations. Uh, re-signed with the club. Where was your mindset there? 
Yeah, I was um, quite happy to get that out of the way, obviously, before the season starts. And um, I've mentioned it before, there's no place I'd rather be than here. Um, you know, this club gave me an opportunity since I was a young fella. I started off in the EPD and obviously progressed with hard work uh, through the junior rankings and um, found my way into an NRL squad and yeah, got my debut in 2020. So it's been a journey so far, but um, somewhere I want to stay and obviously keep um, continuing to be a good player and a good person here at this club. Now, you're in the battle at the moment for the number nine position. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we saw it last year where sometimes you would start and Billy would go on the bench mm. and vice versa. Uh, are we going to see a little bit more of that happening this year or, in, you know, we can see who uh, takes that that takes out that number nine jersey? Yeah, well, obviously publicly I've said that, you know, I want to try and put my hand up for it. Obviously, um, the last few rounds I've um, started off the bench, which I'm obviously happy to do and... Um, come on and I suppose change the game in a way or just come on and just do my job so um, Kev's made it pretty pretty clear in what he wants from me and um, you know sort of indicated you know whoever's jumping out of their skin um, will obviously get the nine jersey but um, obviously with Bill starting there majority of last year he's getting the getting the first run of it which um, you know it's it's all good and well I mean as long as we keep winning games you know I'm happy so um, but for me obviously progressing you know Further into my career, obviously, yeah, want want to be the starting nine and get a taste for all that because it's a different ball game, obviously, starting than coming off the bench. And um, you know, I feel like I'm ready for that step. Do you reckon that uh, as a kid growing up playing in the halves has really mm. helped you, especially uh, visually as a mm. nine? So looking up, counting numbers, all those types of things. What most halfbacks do? You think it's helped you out heaps? Yeah, for sure. Because you know, when I was playing halfback, all I wanted from my nine was some you know good ball service and. You know, obviously take his opportunities and you know he can help out too with a kick here and there so um you know i've been obviously communicating well with um rano and ezra on you know what sort of pill they like um obviously it's got to be a good one and hitting hitting right on the chest so you know i pride myself on that somewhere i really yeah dig deep in my game and work on that training and um yeah i definitely can see you know both sides of the ball game obviously nine and a half so it's um it's a good asset to have well, playing back row and front row didn't help me going into that nine <laughs> position. <laughs> I kind of uh, don't know why I uh, was given that role. I never could wear the jersey, though, because uh, it's it's like an extra medium. I'm more of a uh, double XL. <laughs> um, fantastic start to the to the year so far. Um, round one was absolutely amazing. Uh, tough game down there against the Panthers, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And I think, um, yeah, I suppose we needed that as a group just to prove to ourselves that we can do it and when we get it right we can match it with the best I mean they've been the best side for the last two three years so um, you know I've, I've mentioned that to a few of the players just saying that you know we you know it's just belief we can do it and if we you know work hard like we have been that um, you know everything's possible so now uh, going from round one in leading into round two um, I would have thought uh, as an outsider looking in would have been a very similar game plan. Uh, let's work on our uh, defence. Let's back our D. Mm. Uh, points will come. We're a little bit panicked in that first half against the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to say, but obviously observing from the from the bench, it um, you know things just obviously didn't go our way. We probably weren't as disciplined enough. You know, started the game with a penalty, and you know Cowboys marched down down the field and. All of a sudden, we just put ourselves under pressure, and you can't really do that in the game today because you know you just pay the price. And you know, um, I suppose to our credit, you know, in previous years we would have folded under all that pressure, and um, you know, it could have been a lot worse than what it obviously was there on the weekend. But 
obviously this year new 2023 squad and team that's obviously going to take the field each week and um, you know we've got a different mindset all, all the group collectively has got another year under their belt and everyone wants to get better and um, obviously take the club back to the top again so I think it's just a mindset thing and that we're all getting getting right at the moment. Sitting on the bench uh, round one round two early tries mm. a little bit of panic there or you know back to back to basics pretty much. Yeah well I suppose when you when you see that happen the first time and you just sort of think when you sit on the bench just oh no not again but you know like I just think that we've put in the work and we we know what we're capable of now and um, I think there's no panic and um, you know certainly when I get on the field and you know we get ourselves in that situation I feel like there's no panic and everyone sort of knows their role and just gets on with the job yeah yeah heaps of um, heaps more confidence this year within within the group Um, what's changed what uh, what have you seen in the offseason you've done a few pre-season trainings now Um, from all reports from coaching staff um, you know, fitness levels are up, uh, strength in the gym, all those types of mm. things. But um, it seems like the group's enjoying themselves and having fun too. Yeah, certainly. I've always said that, you know, fitness is a big, big help because, you know, especially in my position in the middle, like you got to defend, you got to run, you got to hit the, you know, the ball on the chest. And I, I think fitness does go a long way and you can't really do without anything without it. So obviously that, yeah, the coach was saying that has been up in, in previous years, which is a good start. And we all come back at, um, at a, probably reasonable fitness level so um but in saying that too like like as like i mentioned before i think it's just you know the boys have got a few more years under their belt now and we're not just you know young kids anymore where well some of us are but you know um everyone's got another couple of years under their belt and starting to learn their own game and learn i suppose everyone else how they play and you know we've been together for a while now so i think um yeah I think we yeah know each other's pretty game really well, and I think yeah as I mentioned before, mindset it's a it's a big one. Like you get your head right, yeah, you put yourself in a good position. Now it seems as if uh, like there's that that real bond, mm. uh, that real mateship now uh, amongst uh, amongst the players. Who's your crew? Who do you roll with? Who's your, who's your little coffee gang? Yeah, well, um, Kobe Hetherington's probably yeah me number one. Obviously, we worked together uh, as chippies uh, in the EPD before. And went to training every day um, together, essentially. And what was his smoko snacks like? I reckon he was like a proper, like he would have like a, a, a Red Bull, but also mm. have then, or actually maybe a V. Yeah. And then he would have an ice break, and I reckon he would be a sausage roll and maybe a uh, a jam donut. So, morning you get to work, he'll have a coffee and a pie. Yeah. Or a you know sausage roll, some sort of pastry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is, I'm like, yeah, okay, get you started. Breakfast. Yeah, get you started for the day. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Um, I myself, like, I'd pack me lunch and try and be real good about it. Smart. Be, be real clinical and and, what, and whatnot. And um, I'd get to work and it'd come to smoker time. And Kobe's like, oh, I'm going to the shop. You want anything? No, nah, no, nah, mate, I'm right. I'm all good. I got me chicken and rice or you know whatever's. I'm whatever trying to bulk it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever I put together. And he's come back with his packet of chips and. You know, soft drink and a couple other pies. I'm like, geez, that looks good, doesn't it? Like, yeah, I reckon for him, that like, yeah, the tradies breakfast he would have, yeah. and then I reckon lunchtime, he would have loved to get the whole chook and a yeah. loaf of bread. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. no yeah. coleslaw, nothing like that. No, it's, yeah, it's the works. It's <laughs> no good. fiber. It's good. The thing was though, you could do that back then because obviously you're working all day, and then you come and to train, train at night, and yeah. then you're just not putting on any weight, so you could you could eat what you want, sort of thing. So, but um, yeah, those are the days obviously here now, and um. 
Yeah. He's always had that bit of a, a pregnant greyhound body though, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Tall, skinny thing, a little pot belly. Yeah, just a real <laughs> sloppy belly, yeah. Yeah, so. Like one of those aliens off uh, MIB. Have you seen? No, I have not. Nah. No, I have not. Make sure you go watch well, it. See, so show yeah. my age. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Men in black. Oh, geez. Um, uh, we, had, we had Kobe on last week. Um, first time I saw the teeth. Has he been copping wow. it from the boys? Wow. He, um, he did tell me originally before he was getting it done, and he was saying, oh, mate, they're so expensive. Blah. But, geez, they're going to look good. And when I seen him the first time, and he had these, these false ones on that he had to trial for for a week, and I was like, yeah, they're all right, mate. And then in the next week he gets another one, and then I was like, you can't be wearing those because they just stand out like dogs, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, anyway, yeah, got them on and, and whatnot. He just, yeah, he fancies himself now, so um, they look good. Yeah, they do stand out like dogs' yeah, balls. Yeah. yeah, that actually used to be my nickname, dogs', dogs balls. balls. Yeah, because yeah, I can't go anywhere. Everyone like I get noticed. Every <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I was questioning his teeth, like, and I hope he hasn't taken offence to it. But you still got to like. I would like to see Kobe play for at least five, ten more years mm. in the NRL. Yeah, well, I thought it was a bit, yeah, a bit weird getting them while you're still playing. Yeah, obviously get them done when you when you finish, but um. He's, he's, yeah, he's on a contract now, so he must be on the big bucks. Maybe mate, he's so, trying yeah, to find himself a, a nice young mate. <laughs> yeah, well, with, yeah. With the, with the teeth. I'd say so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah, got to so. get his, uh, his, his smiling gear in He can't in wipe order. the smile off his face anymore. I yeah, know. He's always smiling. It's good, it's good. Um, big game coming up this weekend. Uh, great chance and opportunity for us to go uh, three from three undefeated. Um, looking forward just a, a little bit, we could be going into round four uh, as well as the Dolphins two undefeated Queensland teams battling uh, in round four. But uh, we'll uh, we'll concentrate on this game first. Yeah. Uh, tough task. Yeah, it is. Obviously, coming up against a f- few um, old teammates, obviously with Birdie there and Honey was here as well. So, um, you know, obviously great, great plays, but, um, you know, they're on the opposite end of the fence now. So, um, yeah, we've got to get stuck into them. Obviously, two key players. Um, you know, nothing, I suppose, changes too much for us. So I suppose we just start the game well this week and obviously obviously the second half we need to start well. So there's probably two focuses, you know, I'd like for us to focus on and just keep that same mentality in defence and really work hard for one another because, um, you know, when it, when it all gets scrambly and messy out there, you know, you know, you got your, your mates back side by side and you're just turning up. So um, that's what I'd, I'd like to see from us. Are you a player that uh, watches a lot of film? With the footy, yeah, with the footy side of things. Um, not necessarily. Like, I mean, I'll I'll do what I what I need to do and yep. just get on the primary shapes and obviously point out sort of who's who's a threat and what what I got sort of coming at me. But um, yeah, I'm not not too much of a footy head where I'll just sit there and analyse it all because I just yeah you know, I like to get away from it a bit and you know when it when it comes to game day she's um it's run hard tackle hard for me so um, simple yeah simple simple game plan and. Obviously, the game presents itself with in attack, and you know I'm off. So, I uh, use my speed around the ruck there with the big boys, and um, yeah, he's just got to get my defence in order. And smart. That's why you yeah. transition from halfback. Yeah, into yeah, exactly night. right. It's simple, simpler role. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I haven't got a thousand things going on at once. It's funny I say film because it's all bloody digital these days. Yeah. But when I first come to the Broncos as a young kid, it was actually we had videotapes. Videotapes, there you go. And we used to have to. Twisted like the thing yeah. to rewind it. Take it back to five minutes twenty six. Yeah, or whatever. exactly. Yeah, yeah. It'd all be written down on a yeah. piece of paper. So yeah, oh, geez, bloody dinosaur. Uh, Pakesy, mate. Wish you all the best uh, this weekend. Uh, taking on the dragons. Uh, tough task, but uh, hopefully uh, you can be in that shed celebrating after the game. Yeah, that'll be good. Thanks, Sammy. Thanks, brother. Cheers, brother. 
it's always good catching up with one of the quarries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. Yeah, he's, he's one of the. What is it? So a third of the quarries can't speak now. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Well, Oti, we'll, we'll get you back on some at some point, and another another fan favorite as well, the mud crab himself, oh, yes. Corey Jensen. I, I he I saw him in the gym the other day. Wow. I'm impressed. Big boy. He's a big boy. Actually thought to be one of the biggest, if you remember from last week's episode, mm-hmm. possibly the strongest Bronco out there. Yeah. So yeah. something to take note of. Let's talk about the game this weekend, uh, the Dragons at Suncorp Stadium. You can get your tickets still at the moment or never too late to become a member and get some of those sweet membership tickets. Uh, what are you feeling for this game? The Dragons, they had a – well, I mean, it's the best It's the best team to have to play in round one, the bye team. Yeah. And they yeah. managed to get over the top of that. <laughs> it was a tough-fought battle, but they got a win. Last week, though, they did look reasonably impressive. What are we going to have to do? Well, maybe that bye round may have helped them out a little bit okay. because they had a bit of off, <laughs> off-field Ooh, yeah. controversy leading into the start of the season. Uh, so maybe that, uh, that week off maybe settled them a bit. They were okay. Uh, they showed some attacking flair. And this is a game the Dragons are always up for. Uh, Hook being an ex-Broncos coach, a lot of ex-Broncos players within that Dragons team as well. We will have to be on our game. Kevy has said uh, our focus is on defense. We're not there 100% yet, but we are continuing to work at it. I think the contrast from week one to week two I think we had a really great defensive mindset in round one against the Panthers. Uh, we kind of got a bit, of, I don't know, we were like a little bit giddy in that uh, first half against the Cowboys. I don't know, it was the first home game, but excited to play the Cowboys, the rain, the wind. You know, sometimes that makes me go crazy. But I just thought uh, they turned things around. Sometimes that makes me go crazy. It does. <laughs> the wind. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to have to be that same defensive mindset to grind out the Dragons. It's a game that we definitely should be winning, uh, and uh, I'll be there cheering on the boys 100%. I hope you are there too. Well, look, it'll be a battle up front. I think you're going to see a lot of our boys being busy. Here's an interesting one for you. All right, the Broncos have been punishing defensive lines. We talk about our defense. Yeah. We've been putting the pressure on, all right? Our carries through the uh, opening fortnight of games. Yep. We've averaged a competition high 670 post-contact metres heading into round three. What do you think of that? Yeah, that's the mud crab. That's all the mud crab. Oh, and Payne Huss. He's been absolutely (laughs) brilliant, to be honest, through the middle of the field. But I think... Our middle rotation is absolutely brilliant at the moment, and they'll have to be good against your, your lorries down there at uh, the Dragons and also uh, Francis Molo, who was at the Broncos as well, uh, came through our junior ranks. So those guys will be up for big games against our big forwards. And, Shad, you know I'm biased. It's always about the big boys. It's yeah, about the it forwards. is about the big boys. You mentioned Payne Haas. He also leads the NRL in post-contact metres, averaging 84.4 per game. That's so actually. <laughs> have I ever told you about my worst ever stat? What's your worst ever stat? One run for one meter. Really? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I brought that up. Did you get just, knocked out? You didn't I, play the rest of I the just, game? Or? I just threw myself right under the bus there. But anyway, Payne Hussers. That's going to be an all-time worst. Payne <laughs> post-contact meters beats my average meters in my whole career. So that's why Payne gets paid the big bucks. <laughs> it is outrageous. Well, look, we're hoping the Broncos will get their first 3-0 start since 2009. Wow. If we can get up over the Dragons. Wow. Uh, so yeah, what are you going? What's your score prediction here? Your I was margin. pretty. Uh, you were pretty close. I was week, pretty man. close, wasn't I? Um, this might be another close one. I think uh, I'm going to say 
Uh, I like a nice round number. <laughs> I always say it. Yeah, Bronx by eight. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bronx by eight is going to be the catchphrase of this body podcast. Uh, all right, make sure you go to broncos.com.au if you want to get yourself some tickets to the game this weekend. Check out HQ. Get down there. Grab one of those city jerseys ahead of next round when we take on the Dolphins. We'll be back here next week. Great guest next week. Yes. Reese Walsh is going to be on the pod. We got him, guys. We got him.